Welcome everyone, Doug Grant here. Welcome to another episode of Holistic Professional Success. And today we're excited to bring on uh, the father of wellness himself, Dr. John Brimhall. And we're going to go into a real specific area, an area of strength that I think a lot of times in clinics that you don't focus enough on. And that is whatever you're best at. And to understand this, and as we, we bring Dr. John on, I kind of want to lead into it with a story and a lot of you know that um, we have a great history, myself and Dr. John, in um, our families and our legacy of people that served and fought for our freedom. And I think that's even more important nowadays to appreciate that and respect that. And in one of those areas, my father was in a B-17 bomber in World War II and shot down over Germany. But what, And a lot of people know that story, but the other part of the story is that his to-be wife worked as a Rosie the Riveter. Her job was to work in the factories and the B-17s would be built. And then as the war went on, they would tell them where to reinforce the B-17 bombers. So then when they go out on their tours, um, that they'd be able to last longer. And one of the things that was interesting is that the first of World War II, the bombers would come back, the ones that would make it back and they'd look at them and they'd count the bullet holes and they'd see where all the bullet holes were in the B-17 bombers. And they'd say, look, most of the bullet holes are here. Let's reinforce those areas. And then later on in the war, they're like, wait a second, that's backwards. We're focusing on these areas when really we need to focus on the ones that didn't come back, the ones that got the bullet holes in the other areas around the engines and those places. And so they started reinforcing the strengths of the B-17, the mighty fortress, the bombers. And when they started reinforcing the strengths, in other words, focusing in on the areas of strength of that plane, then the planes lasted longer and few were coming back from the flak and the shrapnel that were, were hitting them. They were lasting longer because the strength of the B-17s was being focused on by the Rosie the Riveters and all those that were working back here. And that story really leads into um, the important principle in your clinics to focus in on your strengths. What are you good at? Where, where really does it come down to that if you got hit hard, it would hurt you. You know, well, what are those strengths? And when you focus on those strengths and double down on them and reinforce them, that'll help you get through the tough times. And then in the good times, you work on the other areas of weaknesses and, you know, sure them up. But you've got to make sure your strengths stay strong so you don't fall apart. And so that's why we're excited to bring the man himself, Dr. John, on with us today. Welcome, Dr. John. You're good to be here. <laughs> and we're excited, you know, during this time, I think the clinics, as we're talking right now, need to really focus in on what they're good at. And I know with your history of, of building a clinic, learning what worked, what didn't, and then learning to even duplicate the clinic, and which is a whole other level, and learning what worked and what didn't, and training others, and now training thousands of doctors, you know better than probably anybody around the nation in the holistic professional field the importance of focusing on our in on your strengths. And so we would like you to kind of reflect for a minute. I know we're kind of putting you on the spot here, but uh, you know, you, you do so great when you just speak from the heart and what comes to you. But speak to us a little bit about what, what strengths did you find out you had and what did you do to double down on them, to focus on them so that you can make it through the tough times? I was just talking to Dr. Willie Kinder the other day. He was just a year behind me in school. He's a little older, but he started school later. And we were talking about the experience we had going through chiropractic school. And he played rugby and he was a football star and all that kind of stuff growing up. And 
I was saying, you know, I've really never been good at anything but this. I wasn't a good athlete, and I can't sing, and I played guitar and played in a group, but I wasn't very good. The guys I was with were really great. But what I found my passion was helping people like I was helping, just like you in a wheelchair at one time. I had to be carried to an office, and, and then I walked out, and that was my passion. I found that if I could help people like I was helped, that put me the enthusiasm that I need. And when I got into practice, I really found enthusiasm was probably the number one key. I was so excited about what I did. I demonstrated this enthusiasm to people. And Goodhart told me one time, Dr. Joe Goodhart, he said, Brimma, you've got a lot of natural talent here. He said, you catch on fire and people will come around for miles to watch you burn. Well, I'd heard that before, but I never really thought of it in my life. I mean, what can I do to, to make a difference in the world other than just help people like I was helped? But that's been the that's been the passion of my life since that time. It marks 49 years right now that we've been doing this. So the enthusiasm and realizing the importance of keeping that enthusiasm strong the whole time, that was one of the major factors, you think? Yeah, enthusiasm and staying upbeat. So in other words, when you're a doctor and you're in the trenches and you're not getting results, you get beat up. I mean, I, and, and for me, I had so many successes, they just became kind of second nature. What drove me was the people that didn't get better. And I had a, a real big businessman one time in the town I practiced and he says, you know, Brimall, he said, every time I come in here, you're doing something slightly different. Why is that? I said, because I learned more from the last time you were here. I was only here a month ago. That's right. Every month, every day, we, we learn new things. And we apply those because of, of the patients that don't respond as good as we like to. It drives us in. You know, I, I mentioned before, my own miracle gave me a lot of other miracles in practice. And it's so easy to forget the miracles. And sometimes they're so easy, it's unbelievable. Somebody's paralyzed, you adjust them and they get up and walk. Uh, sometimes they have headaches for 14 years, you adjust them once, no more headaches. But what about the ones that you adjust and they don't get up and walk? Or, or you have to have something bigger, greater than yourself to, to drive you to do what you need to keep doing to overcome those that don't get better. And that's what was the birth of the six steps. Structure is amazing. It's like the root of all of it. But if you adjust structure and it keeps coming back out, what's wrong? And nutrition was my next thing. And then emotion, and then electromagnetic, and then detoxification, and allergies and sensitivities. And then I learned that almost everybody has multiple sources of interference. So if I had an answer for every question, I felt very good. Even though I wasn't getting the kind of results I would like to in the beginning, you have somebody with MS. They may not respond immediately. But we got incredible success because we learned to do all six steps with them. In some of those cases, they're allergies. Some of them, their digestion was off, as you know. Your digestion is off, your gut's off, your gut's off, your whole immune system's down. And we never really knew that as much 40 years ago as we do today. But it's just like I was led by the Spirit. What Spirit? I'm talking about God, the Great Spirit. And uh, as I mentioned in the book of miracles I just wrote, was published, probably a number one bestseller out there. I said, I've always read, studied, and prayed about my patients every day. And I think that gave me the ability to overcome when it was tough and to find new things that help patients. And if I couldn't help a patient, which was rare, especially in the beginning, I learned, well, who could I refer them to? What might be happening above and beyond what I understand? And then, of course, we keep expanding our areas and we expand our, our ponies, right? Our ponies in the stable. Dr. Harris is an incredible pony in your stable. That's good to have. Good to him. Dr. Harper also is very good in it because they have a whole different technique. 
a different license where they can do things we can't do. But I think the greatest plague is when we think we know it all. I mean, I'd, I'd like to get to that point, but I know it's impossible. When you think you know it all and you're not willing to listen to anybody else or try something new or learn a new technique or, a new, or develop a new practice of, of nutrition like we use, but we're constantly developing because you and I have the same goal. Do whatever it takes to help the person as long as it's legal. What nutrition do we need? What exercise do we need to expand to? What kind of emotional detoxification do we need to do plus little detoxification? So I guess to summarize this is I, I think enthusiasm is number one. To have your mission in mind, what is it you want to do? I want to help everybody I came in contact with. In fact, I made it a personal goal that each person I came in contact with went away a better person when I met them, even on the road. But you're not always perfect about that. But that's one of the things that do. And know that you know. And we've mentioned this story before, but it's very important. And that is when you know that you know, and you convey that message to the patient, and they know that you know, it's all over, you know, because... <laughs> They're going to do what you recommend most of the time, unless they're getting in their own way, because you just know if you do all six steps, you know, if you use OH nutrition, you just know if you help them to detoxify emotionally, spiritually, physically, on a large majority of cases are going to get better. And if they don't get as better as you want, you know, you're going to help them find some way that might take them to the next level, which again is rare with all the ammunition we have, but we still have to be humble like that. Right. Well, I like that a lot. And I was just taking a few notes there. Really, the two things that stood out to me from your passion was one, the passion, keep the passion, do whatever it takes to keep the passion. And the second thing kind of leads to being able to help keep the passion. And that is the ongoing education that you mentioned. So if doctors really take uh, something away from this today, I'd really like them to understand, look at the passion of Dr. John and keeping the same through all these decades and the importance of that passion. And second of all, being able to keep that education, to realize you don't know everything and to go out and go to your seminars, come to the six-step seminar, come to the methylation seminar, come to the homecoming coming up, whenever it might be, so that you can keep that fire going and be able to give that to your patients, to keep giving them that energy. And uh, boy, that's some great, great help, Dr. John. Anything you think in closing that you would recommend to, let's say even an up and coming doctor that's just getting out there and getting going and the world's crazy right now. Um, what would you recommend for them to do to have success in their practice? I really think when you look at the literature out there that talks about successful practice or successful lives, they have a system. So I have a system of religion that tells me where I came from, why I'm here and where I'm going when I die. Well, that gives me a greater perspective of wanting to do things right for God, no matter what else happens. And there's a system of each thing. There's a system of my spiritual life. When I pray, when I read studies, read scriptures, when I go to church, that type of thing. There's a system I have, how I evaluate a patient. I evaluate for all six steps. There's a nutrition one I evaluate. What nutrition? What nutrition do they need? So the doctors need to get a system for their lives so they know the outcome is bigger than making a living. If I just went to work every day, that'd be horrible. I'd wake up enthusiastic to serve humanity under, under the auspices I'm serving God. And that's, that's get a mission, get a, get a perspective, and have systems for following it. And the, the, the six-step system that I have is incredible. The system that you have now of all the implementations of how to make a living and how to get residual income. So I think both of us are system-driven, and we just love to share that with the doctors or whatever level they're raised to hear it. 
Uh, that's awesome. Appreciate that. And so doctors, you can go on um, to OHS website, click and learn more about Brimhall seminars, everything coming up. Systems, systems, systems. Have a system that'll help create the energy and move forward. Thanks so much, Dr. John, today. We'll look forward to having some additional podcasts in the future with you. Good, bud. Nate, God bless. Thank you.